Well, hello and welcome. If you're here, I'm guessing that you're probably interested in something to do with common sense, either common sense generally, like the philosophy of common sense, or the book Common Sense by Thomas Paine, and you're probably wondering, what's this all about? Who's behind it? Where did it come from? And whether you're uh, wondering what common sense is, or how to get common sense, or how you can read Common Sense by Thomas Paine, or, or why the book common sense was so important in the first place. I can help you with all that and probably a little bit more. I've written a couple of books on common sense. I wrote The Retold Story of Common Sense by Thomas Paine. This is common sense translated into modern English so you can actually understand it, unlike the text that Thomas Paine wrote about 250 years ago. And then most recently, I've written the book on common sense, how to Get Common Sense, even if you don't know what it is, that's available on Kindle. Both books are available on Audible. And I'm also the voice of the Common Sense podcast and the Christopher Scott Show radio talk show podcast. Let me tell you how this all got started and where it came from. I had been doing the Christopher Scott radio talk show podcast for a while. I don't know, it was maybe... 50, maybe 100 episodes in, something like that. And I'm always looking for different material, ways to make the show unique. I'm always reading and researching and taking notes. And I had a copy of Common Sense by Thomas Paine, which I was reading at that time for show material, just for information that I thought might be a, a good fit in any particular episode or in the theme of the show as a whole. And as I was reading it, as I was going through the original manuscript, I found that it was nearly impossible to read. The, the terminology and the way that people spoke 250 years ago when it was written, the grammar style, it was all different. It might as well be a completely different language, words that, that aren't even used anymore. I had to go back and, and look them up using this uh, 1800s Webster's Dictionary. But that's what I did as I was reading it, and I, I couldn't really understand some of the things that he was really trying to say, I started translating. I started making notes. And as I got kind of into that, and I realized that it was a little more difficult than I thought, I started looking for a, a translated version that maybe somebody else had written, trying to take the easy way out, I guess you could say. You say uh, lazy, I say efficient. I thought somebody somebody has to have already have translated this, and I, I went to work on trying to find that, and I couldn't find anything. There was nothing nothing out there. So I kept going through it, and I kept making my notes, and little by little, I kept working through it. And as I was doing I thought, you know, my, I bet you that other people would probably be interested in this the same way that I am. And at the same time, uh, I knew that I wanted to publish a book. I wanted to publish a book. And as a matter of fact, I was actually working on one at that time. I was about halfway through the the draft of that book, and I started translating this this book, Common Sense by Thomas Paine, as I thought other people would be interested. And I thought, you know what? It's a short book. It's like 65, 66 pages, 67, I think, something like that. Very short book. And I thought, wow, okay, this would be a great way for me to kind of get exposed to publishing a little bit, that I could go through the process get a book finished quickly and just just get in there with the publisher and go through the editing process that that translating the book common sense by Thomas Paine would be kind of a, a quick way for me to test the waters in the publishing world so to speak and I, so I figured it would take me 
I don't know, like maybe a, a month or so to put this thing together. That's why maybe six weeks. You know, that's what I, I figured that that's how long I figured the project would take it. So I, I stopped working on the manuscript that I was working on and I went to work on the, what was supposed to be a side project. Well, uh, about a full year later, it was at least a year later, I finally finished it. It was exhausting. It was crazy the amount of work that I had to do to complete that. Incredibly difficult to do, especially because it was so important for me to get it right. I didn't, I didn't want to mess it up. It was so important to me to keep the original meaning that I, I wanted to translate exactly what he said. I just wanted to say it in modern English. I thought to myself, you know, if Thomas Paine ever uh, is resurrected, if Thomas Paine comes back from the dead, I want him to look at this and, and be proud of, of what I did to bring this to the world today. It was so important to me that I kept the original meaning. And it, it took me a year to do that reading and translating and researching and writing and rereading and rewriting and editing the whole thing just to get it as absolutely perfect as I possibly could. During that process, that year of immersing myself in the book, uh, which really was immersing, by the way, I, I say that because I wasn't just reading the book. I wasn't just trying to understand. I was going back through every single word, every point that he made, and carefully examining the meaning and then translating that. Go back and rereading it, doing it over and over again. I mean, I was in the book for a year. I woke up in the morning. I was reading the book. I went to bed at night. I was reading and making notes. And while I was doing all that, that year of living <laughs> practically with Thomas Paine as we recreated his book, two things happened during that time. Number one, it was like I was reading something that I had, it was almost as if I wrote it myself. Like it was, uh, was something that I, it really resonated with me. I could, I could really relate to what he said. It was eerily familiar to me. And I'll come back to that in a second. But the second thing that happened was that it made me wonder, what is common sense? <laughs> what does it mean? And so the first thing that I did was I went and I Googled it because Google is the Oz of, you know, all answers and all information, right? It's so strong on Google. Not even Google has a good definition of what common sense is. Yeah, you could find the Webster's dictionary version of it, and that'll, that'll give you a little bit, but it doesn't really provide a, a good, complete answer for what is common sense? So I finished and I, and I published the rewritten story of common sense by Thomas Paine. Uh, it's available on hardcover. It's available on softcover. It's available on Kindle. It's av available on Audible. And the book is sold very well. I think it's a, a very important book for all of humanity, really, not just an American book, but it really defines what a proper and healthy government should look like. And it's a timeless work. And I'm hoping that over time that, that the time that I spent doing that, I hope that um, it's going to have an impact on a lot of people as time goes by. But I still had this nagging question. What is common sense? You know, when I was growing up in the 70s and times were a little different then, we were expected to have common sense. It was something that was talked about. It was something that was revered. It was something that people aspired to. Not sure we see that in the same way anymore. And it was what was expected? We expected to have common sense. We expected to have sound judgment, which is a very brief, uh, truncated definition of what common sense is. Sound judgment. 
And so, uh, you know, that had this, I, that was kind of the broad starting point of what common sense is, sound judgment, okay? So I started researching and reading and trying to better define common sense to be able to explain what it is. What does it mean? How does somebody get it? Is, is it taught? Can it be taught? Or is it something that we're born with? Um, and I found that, that this subject of common sense is something that a lot of, of incredible minds have talked about over the years. A lot of very influential people, authors, actors, uh, great speakers, philosophers, government leaders, politicians, um, scientists even have talked about common sense. And uh, there's quotes and those things that people wrote about over the years, they leave these little clues kind of these little breadcrumbs that kind of kind of start to get you in the direction of what it means. And so while I, while I was creating the book on common sense, I stumbled on something else. Have you ever heard of the Pythagorean theorem? I don't want to bore you with this. I'll be real quick, but it kind of illustrates the point. If you, the Pythagorean theorem, if you don't know, is the way of calculating mathematically the length of the sides of a triangle, a squared plus b squared equals c squared. That's the formula. If you know the basics of it or you've ever worked in construction, you might also know that a triangle with one side that's three feet and one side that's four feet, that the long side or the hypotenuse will be five feet. The three, four, five rule, three squared plus four squared equals five squared. Well, I always wondered how does somebody come up with a formula like that? Have you ever thought that? I mean, what was it? Some kind of supernatural genius or some kind of superpower that Pythagoras had? Um, and then I stumbled on this and I want to show it to you. If you're listening on the podcast, I'm going to try and explain it as I can. But basically, if you take that formula, three squared plus four squared plus five squared, if you were to create a box out of each side of that triangle, so a box, a square, uh, the one side is going to be three, so it's going to be a three-foot-by-three-foot three box, and the other side is going to be a four-foot box, a four-foot-by-four-foot four box. That means that the other one would be a five-foot-by-five-foot five box. So if you took three boxes, three squares, one three-by-three, three, one four-by-four, four, and one five-by-five, five, and you were to arrange those into a triangle, okay, what you're going to see very plainly and you can hopefully see this on the video, that the area of the square, 3 times 3 is 9, 4 times 4 is 16, three, uh, 9 plus 16 equals 25, the area of the square of the third place. So why is that so amazing? Well, I realize that when you look at this formula, when you look at it laid out this way graphically, it perfectly and simply illustrates this very complicated formula. And it, it made me realize something. Pythagoras just had a different way of looking at things. That, uh, like all of us, Pythagoras had his own unique lens, a, a way of looking at things uh, and making them simple, things that a lot of us find incredibly complicated or per perplexing. Was he a genius? Well, I suppose on some level he was, but he was also an observationalist. He had this unique way of looking at things. And when I put all this together, what I learned from Common Sense by Thomas Paine and the meaning of Common Sense as I was writing the book on Common Sense and how it all resonated with me, I realized that it was a perfect fit for my own unique lens. And that I have this unique gift to be able to see and understand common sense. And it's something that I feel compelled to share with the world. And I'll tell you why. As a matter of fact, 
the same reason that I feel this is so important right now is the exact same reason why Thomas Paine wrote Common Sense in the first place. The reason that he wrote it was that the country was very divided. If you don't know this, Thomas Paine wrote Common Sense, which was basically uh, a call for independence from Britain. He was trying to convince the people in the colonies that independence from Britain was necessary. Well, the interesting thing about that is that the Declaration of Independence had already been written, signed, and sent to the king, and the Revolutionary War had already begun. So why would this book be needed if the, if the Declaration of Independence was already signed and the Revolutionary War had already begun? Why would he need to convince people that it was the right thing to do? And the answer to that is division. The country was very divided even before we were a country. A lot of people don't know this, but at that time, half, some people say more than half of the people living in the colonies, they didn't want independence from Britain. They didn't want it. Imagine that. We're at war fighting for freedom and half the people are supporting the other side. It's fascinating. And so Thomas Paine wrote the book and he, he acknowledged both sides of the argument and he analyzed them and, and he reasoned a solution that people could relate to, people could understand. And it worked to be able to make an argument based on logic and reason. Well, I think we need that today as much as ever. Why? Because frankly, common sense just isn't that common anymore. And I know you see what I'm talking about. Common sense is a philosophy. A lot of people throw the term common sense around, but very few people actually know what it means. On a fundamental level, it's philosophy. What is, what is philosophy? What does that mean? There was a writer who explained philosophy very simply, and here's what he said. He said, broadly speaking, philosophy has three concerns, how the world hangs together, how our beliefs can be justified, and how to live. Okay, how the world hangs together, meaning culture and, and government, or society and government, really, not culture, society and government. That's how the world hangs together. That's what, that's the glue that keeps us together, society and government, one way or the other. And how our beliefs can be justified. In other words, how we reason our opinions and our attitudes and our decisions on certain things and how to live, meaning practical advice for, for living a satisfying and wholesome and complete life. That's what this is all about. The philosophy of common sense and sharing the philosophy of common sense so you can develop yours. I invite you to subscribe to the podcast and you can uh, check out the articles and books I've written at the book on commonsense.com. And you can also check out my daily talk radio podcast at christopherscottshow.com where I talk about news, politics, and current events. Don't worry, the links for all this will be in the notes below. You can check it out for yourself. But if I could ask just one favor, if you could share this, if you like what you've read or what you've heard here, share it with somebody that you know. If every person that heard this shared it with two other people, we'd be able to bring a little bit more common sense to the world, and that would be good for everybody. Either way, thanks for stopping by.